Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. You know, before they were legends of outlaw country, they were lost souls looking for their sound. Don't miss Mandy Moore and the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the rise of outlaw country music and its biggest stars. Hear how one woman's vision in her tiny living room, far from Nashville's Music Row, became the epicenter of a musical movement. Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in The Boar's Nest. Listen now at audible.com slash The Boar's Nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Unsigned and Independent Season 2, Episode 15, Aaron Vinecourt. Give me some thoughts on Aaron Vinecourt. He's awesome. Yeah, she is. Because if you would have said she wasn't awesome, I'd have been like, why did you book her? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. She's with Cody Jinx's label, actually. So she is signed. Oh, we talked to Cody, and he said he had. Oh, this is her. Yes. Got it. She's the only artist signed under Cody Jinx's label, which is called Late August Records, yeah. right? Yes. And so does she talk about how her and Cody met or. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't Got, spoil that. Yeah, exactly. I'm assuming she's playing a guitar somewhere and he stumbles upon her and it's a smoky night and he's like, you're good. Was it that? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her Similar. sister also sings and performs professionally on cruise ships and travels around the world. And so she worked here in town at 3rd and Lindsley. Yeah, for years. Doing, like working in the 3rd and Lindsley and then meeting people. Server, yeah. And she would just meet the right people. And that's now I don't spoil her. it. And uh, don't yeah, spoil yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I already know the answer. You can follow her on social media, Peach Pie Music. What about her musically interests you? She's got a cool style, different style. She does her own thing, and she's got a, very, a lot of confidence to her, and you can tell in her music and in her videos. I like it that you guys talk about buying merch, because I talk about this a lot, too. Like That is really one of the things you can do to support the artist the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that's here. This is Unsigned and Independent. It's Kickoff Kevin. Follow him at Kickoff Kevin. And here is Aaron Vinecourt. Aaron Vinecourt. How are we doing? Doing great. How are you? Good. We were just talking about your last name a little bit. It's spelled V-I-A-N. C-O-U-R-T. That's it. So that A is yeah. a little silent. Mm-hmm. And you're saying it's, it's French. It's French. Can you Viancourt. give me what, There you go. Say it again without me talking over you. Viancourt. Okay, there it goes. Viancourt. I can't say it as well. <laughs> you got it. Um, well, we met, what, a couple months ago maybe? Yeah. At a Cody Jinx little album release party mm-hmm. going on. And Malia, great young lady over here. She's sitting over here along with your sister. Um, and she started telling me your story and Cody... 
And I want to get this out of the way right away that you are signed with Cody's label, Late August Records, mm-hmm. but you are the only artist. That's right. Besides signed, Cody. Besides, of course, yes. besides Cody. Um, but he's also a legend in himself when it comes to being you know, independent, an independent artist. So how did you guys connect? How, did, how are you the only artist under his record label right now? Man, uh, I'd like to say luck, but I guess fate a little bit more. Um, I worked at a music venue here in Nashville, Third and Lindsley, for eight years. And luckily the promoter and the owner there would put me up um, for other acts whenever they could as the opener. And I got to open for a guy named Alex Williams, who was a part of True Grit. And Cody's a part of True Grit. So kind of just aligning those and getting to know Cody's manager, who eventually picked me up on management and gave me the chance to open for Cody and Travis Tritt back in 2021, I believe, down in Austin. And we must have done something right because they kept asking me back. And Cody was like, man, you you have to have music out there. Like, if you're going to be on the road, you need an album. I'm like, I couldn't agree more. And I know that he's been wanting to start his own label for a long time because he started it late August records in 2012 and was just releasing all of his music off of it. And the wonderful guy that he is so generous wanted to help younger artists get music out there. And I guess I happened to be the one that made him pull the trigger and I got to make a full record and he's been, you know, supportive and helped me push that out ever since. And what's that like been working under him and learning from him? Somebody who's been doing it for so long and so successful at a high level, but also staying true to who he is yeah. as an artist and as a person. Is that something that you've gotten to learn from him in your short time with him? Oh my goodness. Yes. I, you know, backstage at shows all the time. I still pinch myself. I'm like, I can't believe that this is the crew and the guy that I get to learn from. Cause like, you know how it is in this industry. Like you could get wrapped up with the wrong people that don't mm-hmm. have great intentions. And, you know, so to learn from people that are just like good hearted people have made their own well-oiled machine and how they run and Cody being the good guy that he is. He's so generous um, sticking to, you know, what he does, his guns and never changing uh, what it is that he does and just encouraging me to do the same. It's been incredible camp to learn from. Just two more Cody questions. This is not going to be a Cody jinx, but (laughs) I'm just interested. And I think any fan should be interested in perspective learning from a guy like that. Um, First one is, what was, was there like a show where you were like, when you played with Cody, where you're like, holy crap, like um, this is, I've kind of made it here a little bit. Like anything that hits you during a show, mid-show or right before a show, you're about to go on stage. Was there one show that sticks out in your mind? Man, I don't even know if there's one show. Like the first one in Austin, you, I had never seen his live show before. I'd been, you know, heard his music, had some songs saved, but I wasn't fully on the Cody train and when I first saw his live show I was like oh man like these guys do it and an incredible band like and there's seven of them up there and to have seven guys up there you know putting on a show staying out each other's way there's no ego they're just up there killing it I mean every show is great I can't say that there's one that because they just bring it every Every single time time. that's awesome and is there one piece of advice that he's given you that is stuck in your head like Hey, through everything, just stick with this or have this mentality or don't ever forget this. Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe he passed on advice to me that Minnie Pearl gave to Clint Black, that Clint Black gave to Cody, that Cody gave to me, which was uh, just love the fans and they'll love you back and have fun. 
Are you doing that? I sure am. Yeah. <laughs> How's that going for it's you? It's going good. good. I just That's... got off the road. We're doing it. Where were you at? Uh, we went from Florida to the Carolinas, Tennessee, Kentucky. I was on the road with Mike and the Moon Pies. Great country band. Awesome. Yeah. And what's that road life been like for you? You just got a Ooh, van. Recently. I just bought my first yeah. van. How's yeah. that? It's awesome. It's this uh, like custom made Harley Davidson, six black leather captain's chairs with the limo lighting and everything. So it's a nice place to call home on the road and uh yeah it really helps having you know one spot that's yours but it's uh the road is tough it's uh not for the faint of heart for sure but you got to have good team behind you i've got great guys on the road with me that they work their butt off they really care about what we're doing and it's hard like late nights early mornings you're chasing the bus you uh trying to find some nutrition besides the love's gas station and (laughs) it's uh trying to do your hair without an outlet or a mirror half the time and thank God for a hat. And <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, it's exhausting, but it's the most energizing thing that I've ever done. Have you ever had a night where you're on the road and you're just thinking like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Uh, no, I can't say that's ever been, I don't know if I want to do this. Like there's been a couple nights where I'm like, how am I going to do this? You know, uh, we just did nine shows in a row with Mike and the moon pies, no days off. That last two days, my voice was getting real hoarse. We had tied one on the night before. There you go. And I had been waiting. I was like, you know, I got to keep everything together. I hadn't really, you know, let it loose the whole time. And that night we did it. And I was like, oh, my God, this took it out of me. I can't do this again. <laughs> like, collect the checks, get to the next gig. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was going to take it out of me. But we, you did it. There's something that, like, this adrenaline, even when you think you can't do it, that you still just kind of flip on and mm-hmm. you go to work. Like it's fun. So it's not work, but at the end of the day, you just go to work and you do it and you get it done. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So I don't think there's never been a time. I'm like, I don't want to do this. Have you had a best road night, road trip night or show or, or weekend on the road or show on the road? There's something that pops in your head where you're like, this might've been like the, the most fun weekend that we've had on the road or anything like that. Man, there's been, you know, quite a handful in the last couple of years, but this past weekend, we played in Maryville, Tennessee at The Shed, uh, and that was such a great crowd. So many great people have played there before. The room was great. All the bands were hot. Actually, that was the night before we had tied one on. So mm-hmm. Mike's guys, all of us, we were all super hungover. But for some reason, when you're like in that mode, you need a little bit more of a oomph to like actually do the thing yeah. and I don't know we all brought it and it was a great night and that one really stuck out from this past week so. that's got to be tough I think about that sometimes especially living in Nashville when yeah. I go on a three-day bender <laughs> yeah. and then I'm like and I'll lose my voice a little bit mm-hmm. um and I'm not on the radio every day or anything like that so it's okay yeah. but as a singer like I think about that all the time I'm like dang I would hate to wake up and your voice is gone or it's raspy or whatever just from I mean, you're not doing anything crazy. You're just having a good time, hanging yeah. out with friends or whatever it is. And is that tough to take care of your voice 24-7? It's super tough. You got to stay hydrated and you're on the road and you're like, we're by the minute trying to chase the bus. You know, they got a driver that drives them through the night. Mm-hmm. We got to get up early and drive. And, you know, I'm like, sorry, guys, I got to stay hydrated. We're making lots of pee stops, but this is the most important thing where we got to stay hydrated. And it's really not the singings nine nights in a row that... You know, I sing every day. It's the going out to the merch table and talking and connecting Mm. with people and getting to know the people that are, you know, buying your music and loving your music. You're usually screaming over loud 
you know, whoever's playing and loud music. And so that's really what I think takes it out of me the most. But you want to be out there. You want to be meeting people that are buying your music and stuff. But uh, yeah, just I I got a jar of honey I keep in the van and I just like literally just <laughs> squeeze it into my mouth. You got your lifesaver <laughs> yeah. or what? There yeah, you go. Water and honey. What is, uh, you mentioned merch a little bit and yeah. I've talked about this, Bobby and I talked about this on a couple intros, like how much it means to, especially up and coming artists, independent artists at, at the shows, how much does it mean to you if you have a merch table or um, if you're selling whatever you are at your shows for those fans to go and purchase that? Like how much does that help you as an artist? It's the most important thing. Like that's the only way we're making money. Really? You know, as, especially as an opener, you're the, the real payment you're getting is the exposure and that chance to share your music, you know, that's, right. you're not getting paid a lot for those opening slots. So we're out there slinging merch and, you know, you want to, honestly, this actual last run, we all were really proud of ourselves because our main merch item was the vinyl record. So when somebody's buying your music, actually, that's the main thing they're buying. Like that means that we put on a good show. They want to hear more. And I don't know. There's something about also people buying something with your name on it. It still blows my mind. I'm yeah. like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, that's my name, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> What's that like seeing that out in the crowd then? I mean, somebody has like a shirt on or something. Oh, that's important. Like, mind. how cool is that? Like, it's so cool. Because you you probably grew up going to shows, right? With yeah. whoever, I don't know who you grew up uh, listening to. We'll get into that. Maybe yeah. like Shania Twain, whatever it might be, right? Yeah. A shirt on or something like that. So to see something like that, you. I imagine I don't have anybody wearing my shirts out there yeah. like that, but I imagine it's almost like, you know, you were that kid or you were that person at one point. So it's yeah. gotta be pretty cool to see. It's so great. And like, you know, times are tough. People are working hard for money. So for them to buy a ticket to a show and then come spend money at the merch table to essentially put gas in the tank for y'all. And right. you know, it's a, it's definitely a wild thing. And it's even more wild when you're out there and you see repeat people that you're like, oh, I've seen that person in another show and they've got your shirt on and now they're singing along to your songs. You're like, what? No way. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Do you have a website that you can plug real quick for I the I sure merch? do. Go ahead. AaronVineCourtMusic.com. I'm looking at my label head. Is that it? <laughs> yes, that <laughs> yes. is Aaron Von Court but Music. Socials is Peach Pie Music. Yes. That's the easiest way to find me. There you go. Socials yeah. is Peach Pie Music. In every pair of Tacova's boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Tacova's boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they'll last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. They offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. And stay cool in short sleeve moisture wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tacova's ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. Tacovas.com. And don't go gently, y'all. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, how did the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. 
Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Stu's Place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and TJ Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the Boar's Nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer, and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the Boar's Nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the kids at St. Jude. St. Jude's been leading the way in the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of childhood cancer. Your support means that families never get a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food so the families can focus on helping their child live. And that really hits home for me because I've been to St. Jude many times. I've hung out with the kids, played music for the kids. I was in the hospital a lot as a kid. Now, I didn't have cancer, but if it wasn't for people stepping up, I don't know that I would have been able to go and stay in the hospital and be taken care of. So that's why we do this, take care of others. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. When you do this, you'll get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. So join all the doctors and researchers, you know, and me in this fight and just text the word Bobby to 785-833. It's only six numbers, but text the word Bobby to 785-833. Since you brought it up, I was going to bring it up at the end, but we're here. Yeah. Peach Pie Music. Yeah. Instagram. Because mm-hmm. I follow you on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I got to know, where does that... I mean, it's a fun name. Mm-hmm. You have like a, a fun look to you, too. I remember seeing you at the show yeah. at the Cody Jinx. Um, you have like this cool style. Thanks. Like, have you always had that cool style and that fun look? Is that where that name comes from? My sister's here. Emily, have mm-hmm. I always had a cool style? It's always been different and unique. That mic might work right there, <laughs> Emily, if you want to hop on it real quick. Oh. I know you have. You, yeah. always, you always kind of... Kind know. of live in overalls and flares and yeah. Yeah, but I feel like your outfits always kind of reflect. I feel like the way your brain works. Like you're, I feel like you're always being so. I don't know, thinking outside the box a little bit. And yeah, let's being, get crazy. Yeah, but daring yeah, your outfit. I always loved it. <laughs> Thanks. I was like, can I go in your closet? Go ahead. There's so much. But Peach Pie <laughs> music is um, my my dad and my grandpa called me Peach Pie because I got rosy cheeks and uh, then everyone kind of just started calling me Peach and. I've been pushed to change it to Aaron Vinecourt, but now like people come up to me in a bar, I'll see people out and they're like, are you Peach Pie Music? And I'm like, I can't change it now. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's how I knew, like I talked about the last name and I was like, I didn't even think about you having a last name. I just knew you as Peach (laughs) Pie Music, which is a cool name. Well, let's talk about your upbringing a little bit. Finally get into your backstory, Uh, your sister here, Emily, and then you have another sister as well, correct? My little sister, Ellen. Three girls? Mm -hmm. Yeah. In the middle. You're the middle? Mm-hmm. What's it like being in the middle? Great. I get to be a little sister and an older sister. <laughs> Although our little sisters, she takes on the older sister role quite a bit. Oh, really? <laughs> Us she, being travelers. Is she out here in Nashville or no? She's in Florida. She just had her first baby, so oh. we're first-time aunts. And, oh, yeah. congratulations to her. Thank you. And your family. Yes. And yes. your family. That's exciting. Yeah. And you grew up in Cleveland, mm-hmm. Ohio. What was like, but you grew up in the city? Grew up in the city. In My the city. dad was a fireman, so we had to live in city limits. How was that? Uh, it was interesting, you know, because we we kind of come from more of like a country style background, hunting, fishing, camping, you know. So. Yeah, I wouldn't take you as a city girl at all. I'm yeah, not going to lie. Yeah. And like, you know, Cleveland's like downtown Cleveland. But um, we had a trailer growing up out in Geneva, Ohio. And that's, kind of, you know, adventurous. 
kind of more childhood than the city life for mm-hmm. sure. And yeah. I, I saw that you growing up, you guys didn't really have a TV or anything. You're more outside playing, um, yeah. using your imagination for sure, and using what nature gives you, mm-hmm. right? Do you our feel trailer like, didn't have a TV. Oh, your trailer I don't want to get too crazy. Okay, okay. We had a TV at home, <laughs> okay. but our trailer didn't have a TV. Okay, that's yeah. what I meant. That's yeah. what I meant. Well, if anybody asked, you never had a TV. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a lot cooler. <laughs> Do you feel like that getting into your imagination like that as a kid has helped you grow up as an artist? And oh, like for sure. Using that creativity in your, in your head? Because even for me as a kid, I mean, I remember playing with whatever little army guys or Ninja Turtle yeah. guys, right? Yeah. And my mom always said, like, you would always just have little figures with you. Yeah. And, like, I always knew as a kid, I like I need to do something creative. I can't just go sit somewhere and, like, have this work done to me. I need to, like, create something, whether yeah. it's a podcast or whether it's, I don't know, whatever it might be on the show. So do, do you feel like that contributes to you being an artist nowadays? Yeah, and growing absolutely. Up? Yeah, like the three of us having to figure it out, like go go play, go find something, go build a house with sticks. You know, we catch frogs and write stories with them. And I had an imaginary monkey friend out like in the ravine <laughs> behind our trailer Love swinging it. from vines. His name was Tongo. And uh, yeah, it was just figure it out. If you're bored, not my problem. Right. <laughs> yeah. When did you start playing or getting into music? Uh, you know, I come from a very musical family. My dad played guitar. Uh, a lot of my uncles play guitar. And uh, for the longest time, dad wanted to teach me guitar. But being the stubborn middle child that I am, I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but then I found myself um, when I was home alone, probably like as a teenager, wanting to like jam along with music I was listening to and just like hitting the strings on a guitar. And I was like, all right, it's time to actually learn it because this isn't cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I started, yeah, learning to play guitar as a teenager, started writing songs. And do you remember the first song you ever wrote? Oh my gosh. Shiny New Compass, was it? <laughs> American Hero. My Our cousins are like Green Berets and Special Forces and stuff. Oh, wow. So I think the very first one, I was like 14, and I wrote a song for my cousin that was coming home. Oh, really? Like, yeah. How was that? Did you play it for him? Uh, I have court. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. My aunt uh, created, uh, started Support Our Troops America and she always put on a big concert every year. So <laughs> you bet your butt she had us <laughs> up there doing it. Yeah. At first it was called Half Man, Half Boy. And somebody was like, you should probably change it. It sounds like that. What's the thing called? The half horse, half man thing. Oh, uh, the like a Napoleon Dynamite thing or whatever? No. <laughs> That's a, Yeah. What is it? Yeah, I know what you're talking about, yeah. but I can't think of the name. They were like, right "You now. should change that." I'm like, "All right, All right whatever." Yeah. You say it's my song, not yeah, your song. Right. Okay, I works. get to choose. Yeah. So you sound like you're pretty close to your family. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of your family. What did you guys grow up listening to? What were who were some of your influences that your parents would play while you were a kid? That like the first people you could remember. Record? Yeah. Well, uh, on in the background of like just always was Jerry Jeff Walker or Sleep at the Wheel, mostly Sleep at the Wheel. Uh, Dean Martin, dad listened to a lot of Dean Martin. Mom always had Patsy Cline on. Hmm. Uh, my older sister, Emily, who's here with me, she pretty much taught me and my little sister how to sing and her biggest influence was Judy Garland. So just very rich voices uh, that was some of the earliest voices that I was listening to growing up. Emily, do you mind hopping on here for another minute real quick so I can ask you a Getting. question? You can, you can scoot up to the yeah. mic. Okay, sure. I got to ask, so you, you taught her how to sing. <clears throat> Well, I, I don't necessarily feel that way, so it makes me makes me feel nice that she's saying that. But I think we always all kind of, we would all sing together and help each other out. And, yeah, you we're know, always singing together. If she had a tool that I needed, I'd be like, how do you, how are you singing this? Or if there's something that 
She yeah, but you had us lined up with Do Re Mi. Like, Ellen, you sing this one. Aaron, you sing this I one. And, yeah. So you were the teacher. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You were the instructor. Yeah, that's right. So you can, sing, you can still sing yourself? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Oh, do we you... do our vocal warm-ups together. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I get a little warm-up right now or no? I, it's really annoying. I don't... Yeah, it's very annoying. It's a very annoying oh, warm-up. Oh, okay. Well, never mind, yeah. I guess. Yeah, never no, mind. it's a lot of like, nah, nah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gosh. I mean, <laughs> we try, we've been trying to do it every day together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. And you two live out here together? We do. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And you support it because you work in the industry too, right, Emily? Mm-hmm. What do you do? I sing. You I'm sing. But you travel and sing? Yeah. Or so are you guys I talking s- about a little bit before? Yeah, I sing on ships. Okay. On cruise ships. So I kind of just hop from hop from ship to ship and do and do a show. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, she's like in a ball gown on a grand sitting on a grand piano with like a horn section behind her. Just, oh, really? Yeah, like she's she's doing it. So is it like two different spect- spectrums then of the, yeah. of the music scene, right? I mean, yeah. for, for, you two. Yeah. What is that like then for you, Aaron? Like, do you guys come home and talk about it? Like, oh, I did. I played at this show and I did this today. And yeah. Then you can kind of relate, but also not because you're doing two different things at the same time. For sure. And like, because we're both essentially creating shows or different types of shows to different people. But at the end of the day, our job is to entertain and connect with people. And, you know, a long while back, I think when I first moved to Nashville, even though we do different things, Emily went to school for musical theater. I came here at 18 and got my honky-tonk diploma, as they like to say, and I said to Emily one day, I forget what we were talking about, but um, she was like, well, if we can do this together, blah, 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 and I was like, well, how is that going to work? Like, we we do such different things, and she taught me early on. She's like, that just doesn't matter. Like, we're, we have the same goal. If I go up, you go up. If you go up, I go up. Like, we're going to climb this ladder together. So it really, and it is nice because it really doesn't matter. Like she can always be a part of my show. I can be a part of her show. You know, we've talked about doing a sister show on one of the ships. Yeah. If she's around and I have a show, I'm like, get up and sing harmony, you know, and it's nice when you get to, um, you know, yeah, have good shows, bad shows, or, yeah. you know, I didn't sing this quite right. Or what do you think of this transition from the tiniest little things to, you know, so it's nice to have someone to bounce things off of. And what about your your other sister's name? Is I'm sorry, Ellen. 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 So all three are ease. Yeah. Yeah. Ellen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what does she sing too? She does. Yeah, but she doesn't do it professionally. But okay. she, uh, yeah, she'll get up. She'll sing harmony with us. We still all sing all three of us together. And that's awesome. Yeah. Do you ever play? You moved here. How long have you been here? I moved here in 2012. Okay, so a little while. A little while. Oh, yeah, a little while. <laughs> Does it feel like it's that been that long? I can't. It's different every day. Yeah. You know, some days I'm like, wow, I've been here so long. And some days I'm like, I feel like I just got here. But Now, if you were to tell the Aaron of 2012, yeah. what you know now, what would be the first thing that you would tell her as she's coming to Nashville? Just do what you do. Just do it. Just don't change anything. Just be you and you'll, you'll figure it out. Have you had to maneuver through a lot of that, trying to people changing on what you should do or what you should be doing? And you having to stay true to who you are as an artist, as a person? A little bit. I think that naturally, like as a human, I think all of us, you know, it's hard to, especially with social media and stuff or look around and be like, well, what are they doing? Should I be doing that? And you kind of have to catch yourself. Um, But yeah, when I moved to town early on, Sometimes I, I like to think I was a better writer when I was 16, 17, when I had no idea about anything. And you're just, you know, following the most natural part of writing. Mm-hmm. And uh, definitely got in with, you know, you join groups and stuff. And although everyone has good intentions, um, there was a lot of 
this is the way it should be done. Here's the recipe of a song. Here's, you know, this is what you need to be writing about. And uh, I learned very quick to ignore that. In every pair of Tacova's boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Tacova's boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they'll last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. They offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. And stay cool in short-sleeve moisture-wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tacova's ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. Tacovas.com. And don't go gently, y'all. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, how do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts. That's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and T.J. Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the Boar's Nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The Boar's Nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the kids at St. Jude. St. Jude's been leading the way in the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of childhood cancer. Your support means that families never get a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the families can focus on helping their child live. And that really hits home for me because I've been to St. Jude many times. I've hung out with the kids, played music for the kids. I was in the hospital a lot as a kid. Now, I didn't have cancer, but if it wasn't for people stepping up, I don't know that I would have been able to go and stay in the hospital and be taken care of. So that's why we do this, take care of others. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. When you do this, you'll get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. So join all the doctors and researchers, you know, and me in this fight and just text the word Bobby to 785-833. It's only six numbers, but text the word Bobby to 785-833. Do you have some major influences you talked about earlier at 3rd and Lindsay? Mm -hmm. Is there some other people that you lean on still till this day, 10 plus years in now? Or if you need the phone call outside of your sisters, of course, you need to call somebody, ask for advice. Is there somebody here in Nashville that you go to? Um, Or a couple people, maybe. Yeah, I you know, and it depends. I've gotten to meet so many different types of people in the industry. So is it a behind the scenes question? Is it mm. a management question? Is it an artist question? I yeah, I met so many great people working at Third and Lindsley. Of course, the best is the time jumpers every Monday night. They're the greatest musicians around. And so you got people like Joe Spivey who, you know, really takes all the 
bartenders and waitresses under his wing. He's just the sweetest guy. I could call him, and he's been in the industry for every ever every country song that you've heard from uh, John Anderson early in the '80s till probably now. Like every fiddle lick that mm-hmm. you've ever heard, like Shania Twain, "Whose Bed Have Your Boots Been Under." John Anderson, Seminal Wind, that's all Joe. Like, he's just, he's been a part of all of it. So I truly could pick up the phone and call any of them at any time. You know, either be like, hey, I need this on a song, or I have a question, or I'm feeling blue. Can I come over and hang out? Yeah. And do you feel like Nashville is a great city for that? I've talked about that a couple times on this podcast. And me, I've moved here from Southern California, L.A., where it's a totally different vibe. Um, everyone has their own experience mm-hmm. for sure, but I feel like Nashville is a great city of connecting and it's a lot of transplants. So a lot of people are like trying to help each other out, yeah. whether it's in the music industry or business or whatever it may be. Yeah. And do you feel like Nashville has been pretty good to you in that sense for the 10 plus years that you've been here? For sure. I feel like you probably find your, your group of people, your, um, you know, I started going, I used to live on music row and there's a, bar called Bobby's Idol Hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been there. It's moved now. There was a different one. They tore uh, it down. Uh, what? Not the one right over. So that's the third installment. Oh, wow. Of okay. it. Yeah. I've only driven by it. I've yeah. never been in it. It's a great bar. I mean, okay. it's a it's a songwriter's haven. It's a, for anybody that's a songwriter, whether you're a professional or you just do it for the love of it. Uh-huh. Um, so I found a great group of people very early on in my career of songwriters, um, just, you know, young people like me that are just starting out to hit songwriters that are just hanging out for the day and um, having my, you know, friends at Third and Lindsley, the other workers and stuff, pretty much everybody's doing something musically, you know. So, yeah, I feel like I you, you find your group and you stick with them and you support each other and mm-hmm. lift everybody up. Mm-hmm. And yeah. What are the jobs outside of Third and Lindsley? Because it sounds like that's been a my was main one, yeah. yeah. I worked yeah. there eight years. Okay. Did yeah. you have any other ones, either when you first moved out here or during? <laughs> I, <laughs> I see a smile on your I face. Did. You don't have to name anything I or won't any name places. The names. <laughs> but can you just tell us a general field and why? What was so rough about it? It was just a different kind of waitressing and bartending job. Uh, that you know, it, actually Emily and I worked at one of them together, really? and it was an interesting time. But uh, no, I also actually also sold wallet buckles at one time. That was a fun job. They're like belt buckles, but they're a wallet and you can put your... Like car- calling people or out on... I feel like that's like a Broadway thing or something, no? Like wh- what do you mean? Like, like, like in the store? Yeah. Oh, no. Like in the mall. Okay. Um, or down on Broadway. Like I would... Uh, when there was like Tootsie's birthday and stuff, you right. know, you go down there and right. you have a sign or shirt that says, ask me about my belt buckle. Oh, and, there it is. <laughs> yeah. There it is. And you get the drunk tourists. They're like, oh, yeah, my God, yeah. Yeah. But it really was cool. You put your ID and your cards in there and it doesn't fall out. I could do the whole spiel again. Yeah, that was like eight years ago. That's right. They should. Uh, I'll get commissioned for it. There probably. you go. Do you still have one or no? I think I do somewhere. You probably do somewhere. Yeah, huh? yeah. Dang, should have brought it in. Yeah. Could have gone through the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, as we kind of close this out here and head into the new year, uh, you got a new song coming out called Straight Down the Barrel. Yeah. You're working on some other stuff. Mm-hmm. What else you got in the works for 2024? Well, I'm writing right now, uh, hopefully for the next record to get in there and, and record the next record. Uh, yeah, we've got Straight Down the Barrel uh, coming out. It's uh, early 2024. I've got a couple uh, possible duets with maybe somebody that's on the same label as me. 
Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't I wonder who that would be. I wonder who that would be. No idea. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. It's really so great though. Whatever yeah, it's it is. Be whoever great. it is. Yeah. <laughs> so we got a couple things in the can and I really want to get in and do a couple um, recordings of some really classic country covers that I love that mean a lot to me that I'd love to sing from a female's perspective. And uh, gosh, what else? Uh, hopefully just being on the road a lot. That's You my, like the road. I, you know, I think I, I do. It's a, it's definitely like a new muscle mm-hmm. and I'm getting my taste of it. So it's something I like want to conquer and uh, really just dive into it. Uh, Cause this year it's, it's kind of hard when it's like on and off, Yeah, you know? So if I could just really focus on that and really get like the niche for being on the road and figuring out your system with your guys and your band and stuff. And gotcha. I mean, the more you play, the more seat time, that's the best thing that you could be given. Have you ever broken down? Last road question. Of course. Oh my God. Not in our van. Oh, okay. Not in our van. Okay. Uh, but our the other vans that we would rent, we probably broke down four to five times last year. The worst one was in Dallas. We were listening to uh, The Devil Lives in Dallas <laughs> when we broke down no, you in Dallas. Yes, we were. That was a sign. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Have you been through Dallas? Have you driven yeah, through yeah, Dallas? Was, yeah. It broke down like at the moment where all the interstates are intertwining oh and we're like inching at like two miles an hour during rush hour and the van won't start we've had some gnarly breakdowns but we've always had a uh, great people to come save us except for one tow truck guy who he came and picked us up got our van got our trailer and then the tow truck kept breaking down oh like four God. to five times with the four five of us squeezed in really? the front seat it was the most interesting there as well yeah yeah. I was going to come get off my flight. Yeah, she was stuck in from whatever she was doing. Yeah, I was like, my flight's canceled. Like, can I? And can I, I get in the van? And I, and I'm I like, I'm stuck. Were. I was like, are you in Dallas right now? I was like, yeah. can I hop in with you? And you were like, I, I don't, you don't think want you want to. to. You it's don't want to at all. You don't yeah. want to. No, I, I mean, I was just in Dallas uh, a few months ago, actually, and I was driving. We had a rental car. It's chaos there. It, It is. Yeah, we... We don't say Dallas in the van. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. We just called that city in Texas. Just that city in Texas. City in Texas. And the <laughs> boys broke down one time without me in Texarkana, and we're not allowed to say Texarkana in the van any- uh, either. So. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Texarkana, it's an interesting place. <laughs> the name alone is just interesting. There's no highway lights. It's oh, really? Place. I've never been there. Yeah. Yeah. What, it's like you're in Arkansas, and it's just dark, 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 dark. And then as soon as you get into Texas, it's light. And you're like, I don't want to go back there ever again really yeah okay interesting that's good to know well go stream your, stream your music follow her on social media at peach pie music of course Aaron this has been a lot of fun thank you so much I really look forward to seeing what 2024 has for you Thanks. hopefully I can come out and check out a show that'd be great um, thank you for coming on thanks for having me of course thanks for listening to the Bobby cast share this episode with a friend because they don't pay to advertise us <laughs> Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.